0: This is Tech Talk for Accountant Show, where we discuss the hottest topics, tools, apps, and trends in the accounting industry. This show is sponsored by Rush Tech Support, who is offering all listeners of the show a free IT audit so you can know whether or not your business is at risk of being hacked, having a data breach, or getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for non-compliance. You can schedule a free check at RushTech.online podcast.
1: So you're everybody for the most part does the compliance work, but you're trying to look a little deeper into your specific value add. Do I kind of understand that correctly?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, it's like it, there are plenty of people out there uh, who can prepare a tax return, uh, and many of them do it cheaper. I mean, my my fees are not. You know, are are probably a little more than double the the country average, uh, just for a basic 1040. Uh, so you know it's it's the necessary evil it has to be done we have the value that we can provide is the you know advice the consulting the things that that bring better value the things that people have that need and that's where representation fits that that. Perfectly, it's kind of like in tax planning and tax projections. Those are things that that are helpful to people because that they know where they can save some money. They know where they can line their ducks up in a row and and do certain things and and take advantages of of say retirement rules or health insurance rules or certain uh, you know other different aspects of of their of the tax law. And the representation part is the people that, that for the most people that, that scares the bejesus out of them. You know, it's one of those things that that uh, dealing with an audit or exam reply, you know, especially when it uh, because I call them heart attack notices, you know, when they come, they come to these people and they literally have a heart attack, because it's hard to not find a notice that says somebody owes five, 10, $15,000 with with the usually substantial understanding penalty uh, attached. Uh, So I've been dealing with a lot of those lately. uh, And trying to help these people and hopefully have a good result uh, and then in light of you know just the the natural course of of people having uh, poor financial economic situations right after they had their probably most, incredible time where they end up having this big tax bill and now they can't afford to pay it. They didn't have the savings, they didn't have whatever and they've eaten through it, so now helping them deal with the IRS <clears throat> and it's and it's actually a great result when you can go and get them either put into a say a currently non-collectible status where the IRS just leaves them alone or if you can settle it for less than what they owe with the offer and compromise and th- those are great feelings when you can get to that, that point. Um, so, and even if they just get into a payment plan, it some people just, just want to have that, you know, feeling like they don't have to keep looking over their shoulders or they lose that sleep at, at night. So that's, that's the part I love about the representation.
1: And the being on the other side of that, and it, it's funny how you, you had described the exact feelings. This was, this was a few years ago, but we had literally explosive growth from years one, two, and three. And. I was paying estimated tax, or actually I had changed uh, accountants and I didn't know anywhere near what I know now. And right now I'd put myself at like, you know how you learn more about something and you realize that you know nothing about it. So I am ahead of probably 90 to 95% of regular people when it comes to understanding the tax world. But me understanding that the 5% of people that actually know the the rules, regulations, and all the different ways. I mean, for most people, it's you're an accountant, you do everything accounting related. And like you were saying, the representation, that's a whole different niche, a whole different way that you can add value. But those heart attack notices, I can tell you from receiving one of them <laughs> Where I, I'll just put it this way: When you said ten to fifteen thousand dollars, the first thing that popped into my mind was I would have killed for my notice to have been ten times as much as the numbers he just said. If we're <laughs> if we're painting a picture, I would have loved if if my experience was ten times the number that that you mentioned. But uh, regardless being on the, how do we resolve this? And fortunately, or unfortunately, I, I'm not really sure, but we, we had the savings to deplete everything that was in there to cover the bill and the penalties and all these things. I thought estimated taxes was just a best practice. I didn't realize that was required. So I was fined for not doing any of that. And I didn't even, uh, you know i'll take the responsibility that i should have held my accountant accountable and make sure that these things were getting done i just kind of assumed that it was happening and got that letter from the irs and it's a terrible place to be in and i was fortunate enough that we could just write a a very very painful check and get that off my plate because from what i understand the irs is not the organization that you want to be on their bad side with so
0: yeah, typically not. I usually try to say, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to have the, the federal government as a, a creditor like any other, like, oh, you your mortgage or a credit card company. But for some people, there is no other option. Uh, you know, you lose your, your job. Uh, you don't have the income sources. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's a facts and circumstances test, because uh, I usually tell people most people think synonymous with on the collection side that, you know, that they can instantly settle for less than what they owe, you know, just by calling up the IRS and say, hey, will you just take less? And it doesn't work that way because most people can go to their credit card company and say, hey, I owe you $10,000, will you take six and we'll call it a day? And many credit card companies will say, okay, sure, fine, we'll send you the paperwork. And they send you a 1099 for that. But the the federal government is purely facts and circumstances. So, there are some people that literally have made millions of dollars, but if they don't have anything to show for it, they can uh, they've settled millions of dollars of tax debt for, you know, a hundred dollars, $1, a uh, thousand dollars. And there are people who have some savings and have worked hard for that, but unfortunately, based on what their situation is, the best that they can do is just get into a payment plan and and pay that off. Um, although, you, you know, you have some awkward ones like one I'm working with right now. I've got a 73-year-old woman who her husband died from coronavirus and uh, and they have other than their primary residence in a condo, that's it, that's all they have. Um, they had really had no savings. He had $10,000 in life insurance that she got, and uh, but he added an agreement with the uh, a customer of his that this guy would help take care of his wife if something ever happened. And so this guy is paying her $5,000 a month. Um, and it's because of some business that this guy got. And he says, as long as he's got that business, he'll continue to pay her. And that $5,000 is killing her whole you know, financial situation. So I'm, I'm trying to have him to deal with, with that type of issue. Uh, because honestly, if, if she didn't have that, uh, there would, there would be no way she could afford to, to pay the IRS, let alone some of the other bills that she has. So, you know, there are some challenging situations that, that, you know, I have to to deal with, uh, from, from that perspective, but, you know, we work through and, um, you know, the, the, the IRS you know gets a bad rap of, of things uh, but you know for the most part they are they are pretty good not to say that there aren't bad apples in in the IRS in various aspects but there are a lot of good people that I, I have dealt with and, and can usually work through things but yeah to kind of come back to your comment yes that they're, they're not necessarily one that you want to keep waiting or, or you know dealing with and unfortunately some people just have the uh, bury their head in the sands or sweep it under the rug kind of approach mm-hmm. and think that that's going to make it all better. Yeah, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. And I've I've gone through similar circumstances with uh, municipalities and permits and um, lessons also learned the hard way. But, you know, a lot of people think government workers and uh, they're they just are all miserable. And for for the most part, I mean, the people that I've been dealing with, I put myself in their shoes and I'm like, even though. I know my own circumstance is very unique and they've probably heard the same circumstances that I'm presenting to them a million times. I'm still kind of surprised that they treat me like a human being and that they're actually willing to help as, as far as, I can tell anyone, maybe they're just saying like, ha ha, I tricked him into thinking I cared, but it's not as terrible as my, one of my friends says, he's never going to go as bad as you want it to. And right. that's, that's kind of the uh, experience. But, um, what we had touched on in the introduction that I'd love to dig into is if you can kind of share your experience with mastermind groups and how that's helped you in your practice
0: i'd be happy to i mean i I would say as a practice owner or for that matter even for you know any business owner i mean i've contemplated having a a mastermind group just for my clients um but you know the, the concept of the mastermind for people that aren't familiar is it's basically having uh kind of similarly like-minded people who are wanting to grow, make change, do things differently. Uh, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So you've got to expand your your horizons, open your mind. Uh, and the mastermind group is basically, you know, I, I've been in ones as little as, um, you know, five to 10 people and as many as, as 20 uh, and if it gets too big, big, much bigger than that, it's a little harder to, to work with. But I mean, the basic premise is you get together periodically and you go through and discuss the challenges and issues that you're dealing with. Uh, and. Uh, chances are that there's somebody in the group who's either a experienced what you're dealing with because maybe they're at a different level, or, you know, they, or they've just gone through it uh, and they'll, they'll give you their experience. Or I've had many people who can objectively look at that issue and just give you some different things to think about that. You just, you know, you're just like, Hey, you know, that's, that's not a half bad idea. Um, I mean, Part of one of the things that we were talking about before was uh, this would be an example of something that because I uh, I just joined an, another mastermind group um, and our first group meeting was literally yesterday. And so during the call, uh, they uh, we got into talking about, um, you know, it was kind of a goal setting uh, uh, session that we were doing, and so then we got started into talking about, you know, dealing with, you know, if you want X revenue, how many appointments do you have to have, and you know, how what kind of closing rate do you have to have to get the number of clients, and what do the dollar amounts of those to be able to meet the goal. And so then I started thinking about it, and I said, "Well, I'm not the only one who meets with people, and how do we track that? And how do we, you know, deal with that?" And it was it was brought up that you know, uh, you know the the guy that, that was answering that runs the group. He said he uses Acuity for calendar calendaring, um, and I said, "Well, I use Calendly," and he says that would work perfectly fine, um, and hooking Calendly into, you know, and being able to send links and we can send a specific unique link for each of my staff people and on my dashboard and Calendly I can track the number of appointments that are being scheduled and then obviously from there I'd have to track Separately, how many of those turn into clients? And typically, we're pretty—you know—I think we have a pretty good, I'd say, 80 to 90 percent, you know, closing rate because, you know, people are usually they're coming through referrals. But you know, I get a lot of people who come through, you know, SEO, uh, you know, Google Ads, doing that kind of stuff as well. So that was an idea that came out about that, and I'd already been working with uh, trying to automate, you know, the whole process of getting uh you know when when somebody calls in and says hey i want to you know schedule a meeting that we can set it up so that it's captured in our crm it sends out emails it sends the zoom link uh, it puts it on our calendar and all of that stuff is being automated so that because otherwise each one of those is a separate step but it takes a few minutes so if i can get all of that done and now throwing Calendly in there and to, you know, now if I can send out that where they can go schedule their own meeting, the only trick there is I have to make sure that uh, since it it's connected into my Google Calendar, and I have to make sure that my Google Calendar is, is up to date and complete uh, because I, uh, I, I time block because I only see clients on Tuesdays, Thursdays, uh, and even then it's between 10 and 4. Uh, And then Wednesday afternoons I don't see clients outside generally outside of those I I will occasionally but I generally don't see them because Mondays Fridays are my technical slash sometimes marketing practice management days uh, and Wednesday is my complete marketing morning. and the other reason I don't do Mondays and Fridays is because if I just don't want to be there, I can have a nice long weekend <laughs> out of it, too. I mean, <laughs> um, but um, so I, you know, I need to make sure that my time blocking stuff is is up to date, because there are times where I'll block off a whole Tuesday because I need to focus on, uh, you know, doing a, a webinar either for clients or for uh, the uh, the what, the group that I run f- uh, with my buddy for, you uh, uh, tax professionals in the tax resolution exam side of representation. Uh, it's called the Tax Resolution Academy. And so, um, so we'll do webinars and do stuff like that. And a lot of times, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are typically the best times to to do that. So unfortunately, sometimes I'll have to block that out. And I just need to make sure I, I pay attention to my calendar. But all coming back to the mastermind is that the mastermind, that idea came out. If I have questions about, you know, how do you go about finding this person for your office? How do you know? I, I've, I've gone to this with, uh, groups I've had in the past. I've had an employee that was just not quite cutting it. You know, what can I do things to kind of shore her up and improve her? And, and I did some things and, and there was some improvement. And then finally she just up and left me. Um, but that, you know, that's a whole separate discussion. Uh, but the whole point is, is to deal with the challenges, the issues, and and a good person who's running that mastermind will usually start it by giving you some things to think about. Here's the topic of the day or the month or whatever. Uh, and then they will usually do uh, what's called uh, hot seats uh, occasionally, where somebody will get to basically be in the front of the room in the sense of everybody being in the same room. Um, one day we'll get back to that. But um, if, if they're sitting in the front of the room where they basically talk about all of their issues and challenges that they're doing, um, because typically a mastermind group, depending on the group and how often they meet, um, like this one I'm doing now is a one, one and a half hours for, um, every week uh where i've done them where they meet uh once a a month uh once a quarter and typically what's getting together live and now of the days of zoom and go to webinar and all the other bazillion uh web uh, um, uh electronic meeting type of things you know we can do this easily on online uh but it's i, I look at it as a, a form of coaching and, and, it, and coaching is also very important uh, because, you know, I think if you look back just in the basic principles that when somebody starts their firm, their business, whatever, they should, it, it, you know, the, the seven, one of the seven habits of highly effective people is begin with the end in mind. Um, and so when you start something, you should know what is your exit strategy? What are your, What are you trying to get to? Is it, are you trying to sell it? Are you trying to pass it to family members? Are you, uh, you know, do you have a, a, a strategy of raising up people within the business to buy you out kind of situation? Uh, so so yeah, if you work toward that and you know what your end goal is, then you can line up everything in a row Uh, to get to that end point. And I think that's where the mastermind really helps. And I think uh, the one thing about the the, the program that I'm in uh, and every program that I've actually been a part of so far that the main focus has always been uh, systems and working with systems and, and having basically written procedures and, and getting, you know, kind of starting with the e-myth book by Michael Gerber, uh, that, 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 uh, and there's an e-myth book for accountants, uh, written by Darren Root, uh, so, um, and there's actually, uh, the, the e book for everything. I bought a few and I passed those out to clients because I, I deal with the real estate industry. There's one for real estate brokerage and real estate investors. So I'll pass those those books out as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's that basic principle that helps you see things in a different lens than you would have normally seen them had you tried to do it on your own. <laughs>
1: And some of the the things that I had, and I do uh, masterminds as well. I uh, host one biweekly on um, on Saturday mornings, as well as participate in one that is uh, biweekly, hour and a half, and they're. Su- there, the formats are like a round robin. So, say we have a ninety-minute meeting, and you know, there's ten minutes meet and greet. Say four people were there, just for easy numbers. Twenty minutes per person um, is is how these groups are set up. But some of the big things that have happened uh, with me, one of one of our vendors, and it was a great relationship start to finish from when we first got introduced to them till they were bought out by a gigantic organization and no longer needed us. but we were basically white labeling and we were doing their tech support. so we'd answer the phone as they're on their behalf. And the original terms of the agreement, it was it was under the you guys are super small. Like we're, we're barely doing any work for you. So we, we want to help. And then they grew to like 25 employees and we still had the terms where, I mean, our, we were answering over a hundred phone calls a day on, on terms that just weren't even semi fair to us. And so I had brought it to the mastermind group and they were like, well, you know, we run the numbers and it was like, you need to raise your rates seven X for this to make sense. And, you know, I was like, well, we have this relationship with them and it's turned into some business. Not, it wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, we're going to be cutting off this giant revenue stream. But it was like, you need to raise your rate seven X. And I don't remember the exact numbers. We'll just say the number that we came out to was they need to pay $3,500 per week. And, and so I had, had the meeting with the owners and I told my mastermind group, I'm going to get 3,500 a week from them because that's the number that it needs to be. And so we had the meeting and I was like, look, I need it to be 3,500. And they were like, look, the best we can do is 2,900. Sorry, this is kind of a take it or leave it. And I was, I would have accepted it, but I was like, I have to go back to the mastermind group. I have to hold myself accountable. So as the owner of rush, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, you know, I, We've just increased from five hundred to twenty nine hundred. This is a win, but I told them I have to stay firm at thirty five hundred. And you know, if if that means that the relationship has to end and we have to go our separate ways, like we'll help you transition to somebody else. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll do the thirty five hundred. So that right. just that win right there was an extra $600 per week of, I mean, it's literally pure profit because I would have accepted the 2900 But that accountability forced me to be uncomfortable. It forced me to do what I really knew that I needed to do. Because I don't think with a lot of business owners, I don't think it's an issue of we don't know what to do. But more of we don't do what we know we need to do because the consequence when we're answering to ourselves, it's easy to self-justify. And you were talking about time blocking, which is one of the things that I think is the most underrated best thing any person in general, but especially a business owner. And setting aside time to make sure that important things get done. Because as your company grows and you get more employees and more customers... I could literally sit down and just wait and respond to Slack messages, respond to phone calls, text messages, emails, anything. I could find an entire day of work where I am busy and I get nothing important done. Right. But when you set aside time to do that and... The, the way that I have set up with my assistant is she just puts our workflow. I, I just have, I put important things in Trello that I need to get done in every day. She just puts in my Trello, 10 o'clock, you have to do this important thing. So from 10 to 11, every single day, whatever that one important thing is, right. I just it's in the calendar. I have to get it done and she'll see whether or not it gets done or not. And just that little bit of accountability, not even mastermind group, but just a tiny bit of accountability really, really can help. And it pays dividends, pays for itself. The group, you know, just that one win was big enough. So do you have any experiences that you can share of things that mastermind has taught you or benefits that it's brought to your firm? Well, the, the accountability is definitely um,
0: uh, an important aspect of it. It, it. Now, not every group that I have ever been part, it's not had a necessarily an accountability aspect of it, at least not directly. A, a good group will say, Hey, we're ending here. What are you committing to do by the time we meet next? You know, especially when they're meeting, you know, um, you know, every 60, 90 days, or something like that, or a month. That gives you a lot of time to try and put something together. Hey, you know, I want to work on a book. I want to work on my website. I want to, you know, get my. Uh, uh, I want to build. Uh, what do you call pricing packages of, you know, uh, bronze, silver, and gold of these types of things. And, you know, so when, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm getting this done. And here's the time frame on which, which I'm, which I'm going to do. And then people will ask you about it. And so having that ability, that accountability, that there's somebody else, somebody else outside of your realm, that will, uh, you know, I mean, they are not going to, Beat you up over the head. They're not going to, you know, do something. Some groups might even have some kind of uh, little monetary penalty where you have to put into the pot if you don't get certain amount of stuff accomplished. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, where that money might either go to a party or go to charity is typically one of the the two things. But uh, having that accountability is is very important. Um, I, I was in a um, I would call it more of a coaching group, but it was, you know, slash mastermind uh, that I was in a number of years ago. Um, and that's what really gave me my start. It gave me my, uh, it made me think of things differently, like like your example with the, with the feeds. Um, I learned to be able to walk away. You know, you have to have that, you know, it, it was an existing client in your case. Um, and even if it wasn't, you know, you can't have that that I, I've got to take anything and everything that comes in the door um, at any price, because normally if it hadn't been for the mastermind group, had you even had the thought to go back to them and say, I need to increase the fee it, because they had to take it or leave it of twenty nine hundred dollars in the existing relationship. And, you you know, if you're like anything like most accountants, we all have the you know touchy feely. You know, we're not the Grinches. We like we have the big hearts and we just like, OK, I'll take the twenty nine hundred. Um, And and leaving money on the table, Um, but because you were willing to get up and walk away from the table and they valued the relationship they didn't want to sever that relationship, they were willing to pay that extra money and um, so because of that, you actually had the power position and I've, I've had that position before. Um, you know, One of the things that I had um, that actually had gone through my mash, uh, my, my group at that time uh, was there was another CPA here locally that had fallen ill literally right before the end of tax season ended up going in the hospital. Like uh, there was a little over two weeks left in tax season um, and uh, his uh, executor of his estate and a good friend was a, a president of a local bank. And he had, he had just met me and he approached me and said, hey, are you interested in, in helping out and possibly buying out his practice? Because even if he comes back, he, he wasn't more likely going to be able to run his practice. Um, turns out he died three weeks later. He had he had, had leukemia and I guess it had come back. Um, and so I had go, gone into it. And, and with some advice from a friend of mine who's an attorney here and my my group they basically said hey you know you know you, you should be able to be willing to walk away from it and I went in there just, you know, and he, the you know, the other guy sitting on the other side of the table was throwing out things at me and saying, you know, that, you know, and of course he's talking about like litigation and doing things if I didn't pay and stuff like that. And my, that's where my attorney helped. And he, he says, if they're talking about litigation before you even get started, that's where you're going to end up. So, you know, he, he was kind of almost advising against the deal and and he, he just wasn't willing to agree to my terms that, um, and I walked away from it. Um, and I, I'm glad I didn't because I know the firm that ended up taking it over and they weren't prepared for it. It was just, it was this uh, unwieldy. And, and so it ended up being a very good decision. Uh, but, it, you know, because most practitioners are out there, and I would assume that many of your your listeners are, you know, the solo practitioner or the, you know, they might have an admin person or one junior uh, professional. So it's really pretty much them. And they don't have, a resource to reach out to, and if you can find a good coaching mastermind program that has other like kind of individuals. Uh, The one thing that I like about the groups that I've been in is it's been CPAs, primarily CPAs and enrolled agents. Uh, Occasionally, there'll be a a few attorneys in the group, Uh, but there are people from all around the country, typically, and, uh, you know, with experiencing different things. Uh, typically, it's sometimes growth pains, uh, but, you know, or how do they go about that growth? Occasionally, we'll have the, the newbie who's just getting into it. Um, and we all kind of, it, it becomes kind of a family, if you will. Um, and that's this one thing that that i've i've liked about that that you know you usually keep those relationships and you keep those friendships even after if you you know you end up leaving the group um, but i've known some people that have been in part of my the same mastermind groups for 10 15 20 years um so th- there is a lot of value in it and i would highly encourage uh you know anybody out there uh, listening to this to to look into uh, a mastermind specifically for I mean, It would work best if it's people in your industry because they know what you're going through. Um, But it doesn't have to be. I mean, you could be in a local one. Uh, I know there's a group called C21 that that's, uh, you know, kind of franchises around the country. Uh, they look for business owners. I think you have to have a gross receipts over a million dollars for that one. But um, they have like, you know, they'll they'll be the business owner who's the, the, the plumber and the architect and, you know, various different industries like that. And because they're business owners, they're still going through the same basic principles. You know, marketing is marketing. It doesn't matter. It's just You know that the audience might be different and your message is going to be different um you know you still need to hire employees and and there's still a general way that you're going to look for that um running the the business you know all of those principles are all going to be pretty much the same so you can be in one that has varying uh different industries in it as well and still learn from it um and using it as also as a networking opportunity uh because even within the group that of other like Uh, tax professionals, they may deal with an industry or an area of tax that you don't deal with. So there is an easy way to to uh, pass referrals. Like for example, if somebody is a uh, a CAA, the the um, what is this a certifying acceptance agent for foreign tax related stuff, or somebody who is a qualified intermediary, qualified intermediary for 1031 exchanges, um, somebody who deals w- uh, with foreign tax issues, and you don't deal with any of those things, you can if they, there's somebody in your group who can do that then you can refer those people over and vice versa. So like for me, dealing with the tax uh, representation stuff, uh, not everybody deals with that. So, you know, I get a lot of referrals from uh, other CPAs, EAs, unrolled uh, preparers uh, who send me those referrals for that. And a lot of times it's happened because of the group or even, even my membership group, the Tax Resolution Academy. We've got you know, a few hundred members in, in that group, other tax professionals, again, from around the country who are, and, and our group is specifically niched to the representation. So it's like an exam or a collections case. So, I mean, our membership group is kind of a, a pseudo Mastermind, because people can post things in our group and say, "Hey, I've got this particular type of situation, uh, whether it's a technical case situation or a marketing type of situation or an employee-related situation." They post their questions, and people will provide provide their experience. So it's it, it's it's basically the same principle. Um, the only thing that we probably don't have is really the accountability and and pushing for that, uh, you know, in our group, but. You know, and a lot of times people are willing to share resources it's that's another great aspect of it, you know somebody's got a template of a a letter or a worksheet or um, maybe even something technical. Uh, like, you know, cause again, I use the infusion soft, so they, they do things in campaigns and you can share campaigns. So if I, you know, if somebody else was using it and they had something set up, they might be willing to share that with me. Um, and because we're not like really direct competitors or, you know, they're not around the corner from me. Most, I mean, I think the closest I've ever had in a mastermind was, um, you know, somebody being close to me was like two or three hours away. Um, so we don't we don't compete in any way so that that's why it makes it easier to to talk about um my practice and what's going on and my issues um and i have issues like everybody else it's just you know they might not always be the same thing so but yeah i, I definitely highly recommend uh finding a a mastermind group preferably mastermind coaching is good um uh and coaching is, is even better with a mastermind uh but it you know, and and if you can find it with accountability, that's even the extra added piece that that's the that's these you know, hey, I, I can't go to this meeting without getting this done, and there's a there's a motivation to, to get that done, even if it's, uh, unfortunately sometimes, you know, like the, the kid with the, getting the homework done the night before it's due, um, you know, many of us do that same thing, uh, even if you're doing it the night before, assuming you can do it all the night before, uh, but you know, you get it, you get it done. And, 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 and I, and I would add this too, that if you're not going to be a doer of things and implementer, then don't do it. You know, if you're the person who goes to the conference and gets the binder and and gets a lot of good information, makes a lot of good notes, but then it sits on your shelf, and you never do anything, you never change anything, you never implement anything, then don't don't get involved with it. It's it's um, you, you have to be willing to do things, you have to be willing to change things, you have to be willing to have an open mind. Okay, you can't be closed minded. Um, and, and rarely do I have ever seen anything where there's uh, a situation where there's been animosity between any any members occasionally you might get something where there's you know somebody gets a little amped up about something but nothing that you know i think gets amped up enough that you know you, you think they're gonna you know go a few rounds with mike tyson kind of a thing so
1: um but yeah i i highly recommend that aspect of it that piece about being the doer, and I'll just speak on on my own experience from it. I'd I'd put myself in a category of I, uh, you know, we were talking about the e myth and like the entrepreneur, and I get the ideas, and you know, I I have employees who are they are the implementers and the technicians and the executors. And it's difficult at times to just remember, you know, I have to be steering the ship and not focusing on all the intricate details. And sometimes it's to my detriment where I'll just say, here's a project and here is me delegating it. But if I'm not following up on it. So for, for myself, the accountability piece is and I don't even think that's that's because it's not really sexy. It's like, oh, here you go. You get accountability. But to me, I know that accountability leads to me actually doing it. And if I have to answer to somebody, that's enough for me to get up and actually do the actions. And regardless of what it is, it could be something that's as simple as like you said, updating the pricing on the website or creating a landing page or calling a prospect that maybe had gone cold, but it's still in the pipeline, making sure that things get done that I don't necessarily want to do. Because at the end of the day, the difference between the people that get things done and the people that don't get things done, that's a lot of times the difference between success and failure. And I mean, I don't think anybody chooses, you know, it's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And I don't see what the, you know, consequence of it is because especially as the owner, the consequence it's mostly internal and dan i want to be conscious of your time you know we're, we're coming to the end right. of the show but where can people uh learn more about you and the tax resolution academy
0: well if you want to find out more about the tax resolution academy it's tax resolution dot com uh slash join uh actually right now today i think might be the last day that we have a limited uh, opportunity window to to join the group, uh, but uh, we will be because we closed it back in I think it was August, and we'll probably not look at opening again till probably near the end of February. But uh, look out there, we have a um, what we call the Certified Tax uh, Representative CTR designation uh, that you can go through and get education there and and actually get that certification through testing. Uh, so find out there uh and my website is cparockledge.com and or you can go to danhencpa.com either way we'll get you the same thing uh to reach out to me and um i I, you know i I thank you andrew for for allowing me to be here uh you know these these are actually some topics that i'm very passionate about and uh, i'm all all about helping uh, my fellow practitioner out there uh because it's one of those I, i want people to learn you know, from my mistakes, the things that I've I've learned, the things that I wish had been told or I found earlier in, in my starting my own practice that that I w- would have put me in a much better situation in an earlier time. So I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to share that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And as always, for listeners, uh, with Rush Tech Support, we do offer complimentary IT audits for accountants and accounting firms. Make sure that you're compliant with some of those fun things like IRS Publication forty five fifty seven and the GLB Act, which has hundred thousand dollar fines for non compliance. We can help you navigate that. And Dan, thank you so much for being on the Tech Talk for Accountant Show, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you so so much. Super.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you for listening to the Tech Talk for Accountant show. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show. And remember, if you would like a complimentary IT audit of your business, go to rushtech.online slash podcast to schedule a time with a certified technician who can look over your current IT systems and make recommendations on how to make sure you and your clients are safe.